0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Lenient Critic Podcast. My name is Rowan Wood, and joining me today for a very exciting spoiler discussion of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness are my friends from school, Henrik Nielsen and Skylar Cousins. Welcome to the podcast, you guys. Thank
1: Thank you you so much for having having us. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, I am very, very excited. Uh, so my episode where I talked about Doctor Strange in a spoiler-free manner has already uh, been released. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Uh, so, uh, Henrik, let's start with you. Um, what were your basic thoughts on Doctor Strange oh, in the Multiverse boy. of Madness?
1: Um, I mean, I feel like I, I, mean, I just watched it yesterday for the first time. Mm-hmm. And coming out of it, I feel like it was, it was very close to being very good. Mm-hmm. um it just needed more time in the oven i think is how i would interesting how i would describe it yes
0: yeah. very interesting um, and yeah
1: you have such a podcast voice now i love it doesn't he doesn't i'm really <laughs> enjoying it so far is I think like, it was... this is this is new rowan i've been i've been doing
0: it. i've been doing this for a while <laughs>
2: Do you have like an ASMR catalog that I can look into? I would very much like to enjoy that as I fall asleep. I actually I did
0: I actually did an ASMR parody episode of of, of my oh. very first podcast, which that was which was a lot amazing. of fun. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I will give you actual money for that. Do you take cash or do you uh, I,
0: I I actually only take um uh Oh, Lord. I was about to make a joke about OnlyFans, but then I, I realized that OnlyFans, OnlyFans is not a currency, so I oh, so yes, the is. joke doesn't really work.
2: Oh, yes, it is, my friend. It oh, is, it man. is. I'll have to look at my catalog, and I'll, yeah. I'll share it with my own. But, um, <laughs> if um,
1: drugs, I don't know what it. they are, but it's either sedative or a, stimu- or a stimulant, so I can pay you in <laughs> <one of> those. <laughs>
0: nice. If I, I, mean, if I may... Yeah, go for uh, it.
1: Sorry, I, I, was, I was. If I may,
2: I wanted to throw in something in there with um, doc uh, with this new Doc Strange movies with mm-hmm. um, uh, apparently from an interview that Sam Raimi did, there is supposedly a lot of cut content from this film.
0: It was like forty About, minutes, right?
2: Yeah, forty wow. minutes worth of cut content. So it just makes me wonder what kind of movie that is. Because personally, I think the movie is just fine as it is. I feel like it didn't really need to add too much more i would say i feel like adding too much more would overstuff it to the point because we're we're but also this movie kind of felt a little bit short to me i don't know maybe that's just me watching three hour long movies like with batman and spider-man i'm just expecting it at this point Mm -hmm. but i don't know what are your guys' thoughts
0: yeah um uh, so i thought uh basically to 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 summarize my my very brief thoughts uh before we delve deep into the the intricacies and the spoilers and all that um I thought that it's it's ambitious and ambition is very, mm-hmm. very good, especially for the Marvel Universe, which is going oh. you know uh ten years and counting um but i I think they shot a, they might have shot a little too high with Dr Strange mm-hmm. because I feel like you know introducing the multiverse was something that uh they you know they said they were going to do with spider-man also side note this was supposed to come out before spider-man which makes it i think even more interesting um based on you know based on how how the story really works with the multiverse and all that because this movie and spider-man treat the multiverse in very different ways and use and, and and use it very differently however i just feel like um they tried to put a little too much in this movie. And I, I genuinely think that they could have used just a little bit more um, room to breathe. Then again, I, I'm not going to say there were too many characters here. I think the amount of characters here is, is perfect. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot, but just in terms of, um, in terms of how, of how each character was used and what they were um and what they were trying to do with every character. I do think that there might've been just a little bit too much here. Granted, I, I really liked this movie, and I liked it a lot more the second time I saw it when I knew exactly what I was getting into. Um, so that that definitely helped. But yeah,
2: yeah, I can definitely say going into this, I, I I've watched i watched it the night it came out, and then recently this weekend I gave it another second watch to see what my thoughts on were on it. And it, just to put on my uh, my rose tinted uh, local comic book guy glasses on, I have to say. God, this movie is so much fun. If you right. like Sam Raimi or you like comic books, I do have to say, you're going to really like this movie. You're going to have a fun time. I'm not I'm not saying it's a, like the greatest the Marvel has ever offered up, but I can definitely confirm that it is a fun movie to watch and it does some really crazy stuff and really creative stuff as well. This is definitely the be- one of the best shot Marvel movies of recent years. Mm-hmm mostly because they move the camera in this movie yeah, <laughs> compared yeah, right. to other Marvel movies. It takes um, risks for sure. It does take a lot of risk. And I feel like as someone who really loves Sam Raimi's style, this is one of the movies where I can definitely see a director's personality other than someone like Taika Waititi. This is one of the other directors that I can see an actual style for in a Marvel movie. And that I have to give it credit for. Um, I I would like to say uh, one of my main fears of going into this movie was the same sort of thing I had when going into um, a lot of movies with characters like Doctor Strange. I feared that, you know how everybody, the main thing that everybody was saying about the Batman is that we finally got a movie about Batman. I feared that this was going to be the reverse of Doctor Strange, that this wasn't going to be a Doctor Strange movie. It was going to be a multiverse movie with Doctor Strange, you know what I mean? interesting. Uh, and I can definitely say this movie for Doctor Strange as a character, I feel like I feel like did a pretty good job. I, I I like the kind of journey that he started to go on and in this movie. I wouldn't say it does too much with the concept, but I like the the journey that it introduces for Strange as a character.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like it's a very um humbling sort of thing for someone uh who's as powerful as him is like what can you wonder what what the emotional journey for that character be and mm-hmm. that's kind of like an existential kind of thing compared to other marvel heroes which is you know ha- happiness and self-love and stuff like that so I, I thought that was kind of an interesting way to
0: take that right this 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 movie has the pretty big job of you know, sort of uh, concluding some elements of Stranger's arc that was started in his original film and sort of continued through Infinity War, I guess, was was uh, the big one. And then to a lesser extent, Thor, Endgame, Spider-Man, um, while also keeping the door open for the future. And, you know, uh, one of the biggest uh, questions he has to grapple with in this movie is like people keep on asking him are you happy and they keep on making him think about the choices that he's made and that was really w- what this movie was about to me um, it's about him reconciling with those choices and fully accepting that yes he needed like you know he he needed to give the time stone to Thanos that was a necessary thing it's just that al- some other people don't understand that but he has to reconcile that with himself and really. Realized that it was okay. It was for the greater good and all that. And, and also, you know, he has to tie things up with Christine. Uh, We'll talk about her in a bit. Um, But uh, yeah, yeah, this movie definitely had a lot of heavy lifting to do. And I think that's part of the reason why it just, it, it, it feels like it's so much at one time.
2: I mm-hmm. feel like we put a lot of our multiversal pressure on this movie mm-hmm. because we look at things like the like No Way Home and we think to ourselves, this is more of like a Spider Man movie with multiverse elements. But we're gonna watch, you know, Doctor Strange, and that'll do the multiverse stuff. And I feel like multiverse is just kind of like the theme that they're gonna be going with throughout Marvel and its new arc, uh, like past the Infinity Saga. And I feel like we ended up. I feel like people ended up put putting a lot of a sort of like pressure on this movie that this is going to answer all of our multiversal dreams
1: of what like this MacGuffin concept is. is yeah like just multiverse of madness is a bit of a, a just a misnomer and mm-hmm. that like it, it does not it's not really what it's like it has the multiverse and you know um America Chavez this whole like the, 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 the plot you know the, the mcguffin and whatnot has to do with all the multiverse and whatnot um but i feel like calling it the multiverse of madness i mean there's so many like I've seen so many people say like, Oh my God, like going into this, like, Oh my God, this is going to be like the greatest, like this is going to be, things are going to be crazy. We're going to see all of these different realities. And that's not what this movie was about. Um, and I feel like almost like, I, I mean, I personally, like, I think every, every decision that the movie made worked for me. I think that mm-hmm. the the, the uh, execution of those ideas were not always the best. Um, and that's why I said like, it could have used more time in the oven. Um, but I just I feel like yeah, just the, the the title did it no favors, and I think sent people into the theaters with the wrong ideas to what they were about to watch.
2: Yeah, right. I, I can agree with that. This this is a Doctor Strange movie first and foremost, and a lot of people I I I can totally agree with a lot of people that are expect, are expecting major things. But I will say that this movie does some pretty shocking things. Like I I watched this movie with my jaw dropped in some scenes. I will mm-hmm. say that. But it never gets to the point where I walk out of that theater thinking, like, I mean, I I did walk out of that theater thinking, "Whoa, I can't believe it did that. Mm -hmm. But I'm not walking away from this, like, other multiversal movies that have come out through the past year. Which is kind of a funny thought, considering if you you think about the multiverse, like, a decade earlier, like, no movie company or movie studio would touch that concept with a 10-foot pole. Right. But now it feels like everybody is trying to do their own multiversal thing. We and got two kind of
0: huge funny. ones within a month of each other. Uh, everything well, Everywhere and then Doctor Strange. I went um, to go see that with uh, Family Again. That was also a oh great Oh my movie. god. I love, love, love that movie. It, love it, it's, that it's my movie. number one of the year
2: so far. But, yeah, definitely yeah. mine too. Um, and that's sort of a thing to think about when it comes to the multiversal concept is that Marvel – the biggest thing that when it comes to multiversal concepts in Marvel is less of like the existential sort of ideas of the multiverse and more of like what characters can you feature and what locations can you go to? That's kind of like the extent of what the multiverse is in Marvel, I would say. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Right. I'm kind of glad that they didn't go overboard on that though, because I know a lot of people really wanted this to be like a, uh, a lot of people really wanted it to be a, like a cameo fest. They wanted Tom yeah. Cruise to show up as, as superior Iron Man. They wanted Deadpool to show up. And honestly, I think what we got was much better than, you know, just throwing a bunch of stuff at the, like at, at the audience and at the screen and just seeing, or I guess not really caring what sticks and what doesn't because, um, you know, they they did put story first, and I think that really, mm-hmm. really showed story and visuals first, for sure, before, you know, l- like trying to shock the audience or bringing in some really cool ideas, which I feel like Sam Raimi does on his own. That's not something that he necessarily needs to put effort into. Right. Um, but, yeah, there are there's um, I guess we can we could sort of delve into some some detailed spoiler talk yeah. now. Um, yeah, yeah. What would you guys like to like to touch on first? I know there's a there's a lot that we could that we could go, and I'm sure we'll touch on it all throughout the uh, throughout the episode. But what so, do you guys want to start with?
1: Um, so mean, pretty like surprising?
2: Go ahead. I mean, just I mean, go ahead, Henrik. I mean, I- I'll let you I'll let you
1: handle. <laughs> I was just gonna say I feel like we've been dancing around these cameos, and I feel like that's kind of what's the most
0: let's do it immediately
1: do it. interesting thing to talk about. And that, I mean, that's just what's on my mind right now.
2: Uh, I can't believe that sure. they cast John Krasinski twice in the MCU. I mean, come on. You know, first, <laughs> you got, first you got um, a good old Jimmy Woo here. And now you, got, <laughs> 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 that now you is, got... that is
0: That is... Like such a good joke that that ninety percent of people do not understand, no, which is which know. is really unfortunate. <laughs> Look up, unfortunate. Look it up, folks. Look it up. I know, I yeah. know.
2: People need to get Peacock now for it, but don't mm. worry, don't worry. You, you can, can still pirate the office. You can also it's,
0: find. I believe that clip is on YouTube. That clip is yeah, it is. Yeah. I did not want to, I'm not down
1: in the front of the office, but I've definitely seen that bit. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's well, so <laughs> when it
2: comes to uh, when it comes to fanfare, this is probably. The most shocking and most surprising and unsurprising thing that Marvel has done for cameo appearances or making mm-hmm. fan dreams come true, which is <laughs> sure. yes, people, John Krasinski is Mister Fantastic in this movie, and he, I have to say he does look pretty great. I'm I'm there's a fanboy in me who's loved the Fantastic Four for a really long time, and to see Reed Richards teleport his way into the MCU is is pretty cool, even though he gets French fried like. 15 minutes later. Like, I wasn't even mad by that. I was just so surprised and so welcome to the fact that he's in the MCU that I didn't even think about. It's like, oh, man, yeah, they just totally, totally... Also, another spoiler. People get fucking popped in this movie, man.
0: I mean, they are only in this movie to die. Like, that is is their only purpose. They are in this movie to underestimate Wanda and then be brutally murdered by her.
2: 100%. These are... You can actually have like a like a YouTube kill streak for this movie, mm-hmm. which is impressive. Mm-hmm. That, that's oh, something yeah. that I can definitely say that this movie goes a lot darker. And I really hope with the concept of something like the Multiverse, we can be better expect- expecting characters to die more often in Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm welcoming that. I would like some more attention in these kinds of movies to have, you know, actual actual stakes is like, yes, characters can die. So I would like to see more of that, but I know that most of the characters who die in this movie are very much designed to die. But even more surprising than Mr. Fantastic himself is that they got Anson Black himself
0: Anson to Mount. come
2: back. And I mean, Anson Mounts, pardon. <laughs> Anson Mounts to come back as Black Bolt, which is mm-hmm. even more surprising to me that they went there. Because I felt like Disney would wouldn't want to touch it, <laughs> declare right, I mean.
0: It's, it's, it's very clearly a different Black Bolt. Um, very much so. This is their way of sort of half acknowledging that that show existed. And perhaps, you know, maybe when Black Bolt, you know, makes his proper MCU debut, we're not going to we're not going to count the show. Um, then no, maybe they'll no. bring Anson Mount back because it, it, he seems like he likes playing the character and he does a good job. So
2: I am yeah. one of one of the only of the three people that watch that series. Uh, the other two being my dad and my brother. Uh, who thought that he was actually kind of decent and felt bad for him that he ended up in this part, but I'm just imagining now Kevin Feige ringing him up and say. Hey, dude! Uh, you want to come back? We got the suit. We got everything.
1: We got, Redemption. We, we, you're coming back.
2: You're coming back. It's like, oh, cool. Does that mean I'm a part of this? No, we're killing you right <laughs> on the spot.
0: Man. You're, you're you're actually going to kill yourself. It's going to be really cool. But you but you wow. will be in this. You will be in this for about maybe t- uh, two minutes. Also, fun fact: Did you guys know that um all of the Illuminati actors except for uh, except for Captain Carter and Captain Marvel were filmed separately because it was during reshoots and not everyone's schedules lined up. And like uh, like uh, Wanda too, they were not, like Elizabeth Olsen yeah. said during one of those lie detector videos, she's never not met John most, Krasinski yeah. or, or, or yeah. any of the other Illuminati actors, which I think is really, really cool. And just, it's so fluid. You can't even tell. It's just right. insane.
2: Yeah. Well, that just goes to well, show how good their acting is. And also- For sure. Pretty much the majority of this movie is shot in CGI. Rarely are any Marvel movies nowadays have actual sets that they're on. So it's it's still impressive, though. I would like to hear Henrik's thoughts on – and Um, also yours on (laughs) these on-screen murders (laughs) because,
1: god Um, damn.
0: Take it away, Henrik.
1: First off, addressing just my opinion of the cameo, I feel like, I don't think this was by any means as fluid a use of this, like, of these cameos as as Spider-Man No Way Home was. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they did, they did not service, like, there's there no reason why it had to be uh, Jim Halpert as Mr. Fantastic. Um, there's no reason why it had to be, you know, Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier, whereas, like, and, you know, even with, with No Way Home, like, there's no reason why Dr. Octavius had to be the one from the Raimi films for it to work. Like, the... The purpose of the the cameos in that story was to was for Spider Man to have these villains that he had to you know share responsibility and save, and using these ones from other universes allowed us to get the context for them, so we don't have to put in as much exposition. I um, felt like this one like with a uh, multiverse of madness, there was not the same um, efficiency, I guess that that came out of like we we didn't need to know who these characters were; they could have been like absolute nobody's and it would have had, it would have had the same you know uh, fan appeal aspect to it um, but you know their, their their main purpose was was one to uh, address uh, dr. strange's hubris and be like yeah dr. Strange is a dick here and he's a danger to everyone and then number two to just get absolutely torn apart by uh, Wanda and so for me like on the one hand you know there's the cynical aspect is like okay this is just cheap fan service um but it's also recognizing that you know the two jobs of the illuminati was to was to you know show uh, Doctor strange's hubris and to get killed why not have some fun with it um mm-hmm. and i think i mean there's a, like john krasinski and mr fantastic it felt kind of like okay um but it was fun um i would have i think enjoyed it a bit more if there was some stuff from our like if we had. Uh, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. would not have come back, but if we if we got if we got an Iron Man on there, or if we got a uh, Michael Douglas as, um, as Ant Man on there, would have would have felt like a bit more purposeful. Um, but we had fun with it, and that's kind of why not have some fun with it. Um,
2: uh, yeah. One of that just goes on to another thing with um, the cameos. Uh, it it would be kind of hard to bring in some characters as well, with you know how. Um, they want to, well, well first off, the, the, the Illuminati uh, themselves are a concept that ties pretty well to Strange because he's been a member of it, but I, I would have expected by seeing the trailer show of this movie that they would have been a little bit more prevalent throughout this multiversal sort of plot line that they got going on, but I guess not. So I, um, I feel like this is just something to introduce to people that these characters can sort of exist because, you know, characters like Reed Richards and Black Bolt are only here because they are members of the Illuminati in the comics, but also to ESP's fans and introduce the concepts of bringing these characters into the MCU. Uh, a little side note that I do want to mention that uh, Doctor Strange knows of the Fantastic Four uh, in the MCU, so and brings up the '60s, so that that's just a little breadcrumb that they may might be doing that uh, the reason why the Fantastic Four aren't around is because they were a thing in the 60s and they might do a time travel sort of thing to the future, maybe? As uh, much so as I, I would... want
0: that to be true, I do think he was making a Beatles joke uh, oh, was he when when he said didn't you guys chart in the 60s he's like making like a fab four joke for, for about the fantastic four right, but honestly yeah. I, I i do think that a lot of these lines are structured so that they could go either way they could canonize it later if they want it to and that is like that is the beauty of marvel they can you know they can basically retcon anything they want and all the fans are going to be like okay yeah sure yeah sure that makes yeah. a lot of sense uh
2: but- I would like to uh, take it back to the beginning really quickly, and uh, since we got you know the main cameos out of the way for what people are saying about this movie, and talk about sort of the beginning, the introduction of America Chavez, the um, uh, the Book of Ashanti, uh, and also Defender Strange, um, who I think when when looking at that, uh, the the use for that sort of characters to kind of show um many people i've seen have been saying that uh his character was kind of pointless but also come on people zombie corpse later in the film it's pretty pretty Chekhov's, cool uh but...
0: chekov's dead dr strange yeah
2: yes oh, yeah. chekov's dead dr strange we'll definitely have to uh we'll definitely have to use that moniker we'll make it a an acronym <laughs> exactly. chekov's dr strange a yeah. uh, <laughs> yes that <laughs> um But I think introducing that version of Strange at the beginning really sets sort of the uh, the theme for what's going on because I feel like the Fender Strange in this movie is supposed to uh, represent the Strange of Infinity War and before because as he Mm -hmm. stated in the movies before that he is very much willing to sacrifice people like Tony or Peter if it means for the sake of the universe and I feel like introducing that version of Strange in the beginning as sort of like a parallel parallel afterwards is is a is a cool way of doing that
1: um, right and you've got that, you've got that kind of mirrored line of the like in the grand talk of the multiverse your sacrifice is 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 worth it or something what he says that like definitely more than your life yeah. yeah yeah exactly um and so you've got that imme- like immediate like because that's like credit to this movie i feel like i, I i've gone into both dr strange movies being like what is there interesting about this character and each time which is a credit to both cover Cumberbatch and the writers and the directors each time have come out like, Oh, Dr. Strange is a lot more interesting and they get a lot more depth out of his character than I expect him to. Um, and that just that idea of his uh, utilitarianism um, being challenged in this movie, I, I, I found fascinating. Um, yeah.
2: It, it, it is something interesting to talk about sort of strange on this sort of character level to show this sort of vulnerability as you kind of see it with um, Christine Palmer sort of character. And I like that really humbling moment of him going to her wedding and talking with her and her bringing up her thoughts about, you know, who he is as a person and how that sometimes someone else needs to hold the scalpel um, as she said in the movie. And I think that's a sort of interesting path. And I'm wondering where they're going to take it forward. With that little after credit scene. I, I do love the ending for this movie. It feels very Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I am interested to sort of to see. Where they take his character. Um, with also America Chavez as well. It's really cool to see her make her. Um, her film debut. And what her future is for the multiverse in itself. Because right now we don't really have a big crossover movie. That we're looking forward to. But I have uh, heard from my, some of my friends, as well as people on the internet, uh, that Secret War is definitely a concept that they are taking heavy inspiration from and also very yeah. much alluding to. So I wouldn't put it past them to use that as their big Infinity Saga crossover extravaganza.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, um, I feel like that is generally what they're leading to. And if they, like, if they continue on this path... Of introducing, you know, like they're they're doing a sort of Young Avengers thing right now. They're introducing Moon Knight. They're advancing mm. the spiritual side, the Eternals, Blade. This, I mean, honestly, Secret Wars could be bigger than Infinity War. Granted, I'm sure that's years and years down the road. And, yeah, 100%. You know, yeah, we have no no idea when it's going to happen, or really what is going to happen. But uh, you know, we we can have our theories. They're setting it up much less explicitly than they were Infinity War, because Infinity War, you know, they showed Thanos at the end of Avengers, and everyone was like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. this is this is exactly what they're doing. And then in Guardians and Age of Ultron, we get you know sort of confirmation that that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I mean, it seems- I would say like
1: we've not even reached that Avengers Thanos end credit tease yet for phase four like we yeah. like we're still kind of like in the you know origin story like we're on you know the thor iron man 2 whatever of it all um and so we, we've not even gotten that that teases to the future um yet
2: and all this is not even going into you know implementing things like x-men and fantastic four which is way further down the line but like just it's just a melting pot right now and it It's just cool to see Marvel experimenting with things again, introducing new and crazy characters. It's a cool thing to sort of see. Um, I would like to talk about America Chavez as a character because I would like to hear your guys' thoughts on her specifically. I like the inclusion of... um, Well, you know, there's the inclusion of uh, her being LGTB... LGBT... (laughs) Pardon LGBTQ, Um, which is, I like including characters and having that just be a part of them rather than having to overly state it, much like um, how they did it in Mitchell's Verse of the Machines. I like including queer characters like this without having the need to state it, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I, I like how that's just a facet than their character rather than a feature, you know? Like, Disney's featuring... It's like it's less of like trying to sell something to you and more of just like saying, hey, this is just who this character is, you know?
0: Right. And uh, like, you know, even that is enough to get the movie banned in, you know, 15 to 30, you know, like uh, friggin uh, countries and the uh the the other side of the world, but that is a uh, you know, I feel like that is getting into political discussions. Um mm-hmm. but you know anyway it's 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 just a real damn shame. And granted, I will give Disney some credit. They are not editing out like they are not yeah. editing this movie and they are not releasing it in those, those those territories. So you know, like if this was 10 years ago, Disney absolutely would have taken yeah. the easy way out, edited out that maybe 10, 15 seconds of 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 stuff. Um but I uh, I I mean hell they even did it for uh for Beauty and the Beast and, and, and some other ones. Even though like the representation um, in those movies was terrible. But anyway, Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker, exactly. Um, that is like yeah, Loki, I think yeah.
1: they even as recently as Loki, they they cut out the a bit of that uh, elsewhere. Um so yeah, yeah just yeah, yeah the mm-hmm. they're making progress. Um very slowly, yes. <laughs> very slowly indeed. Um but it's yeah, just it's nice it's, to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then ask America Chavez, I felt like she was she was good the first half of the movie, and then it felt like she was just kind of along for the ride after that. Um, mm-hmm. And she had you know the bit at the end where it's like, oh, you know you've got to use your powers um, and you, you know you can use them and whatnot. Um, but there's a good, I feel like maybe like half an hour in there, or forty minutes, or whatever, where she is she's on screen. she's 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 in the movie, um, but she is either you know in a in a holding cell being dragged in the hallway like as they they run to the exit or she's like on top of some like pedestal about to be sacrificed or whatever. Um and it 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 felt a bit wasted potential. And I feel like the it, it the movie felt so like this is where, you know, it felt like the could have used a bit more time in the oven where I felt like it it was so focused on, you know, it had these beats and it kind of there were some there were moments of brilliance and then the summer was like clearly just trying to trying to get to the next beat. Um, and in that kind of shuffle, it, it, we lost a bit of America Chavez. And I'm, I'm wondering if there's perhaps more of that in the quote unquote extended edition um, that we lost there. Because um, she we was so prevalent that first half and then.
2: Right, right. Um, I mean, I do uh, feel essentially. Like she has...
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially, she's a MacGuffin here. Uh, right. of
1: uh, She's going MacGuffin. to
0: appear soon in other projects. We're going to get more elaboration on her. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets a Disney Plus show, or or if she shows up, and or if like she and Kate She'll Bishop definitely... and 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 Miss Marvel team up at some point. But uh, I I feel like that's a while down the line. But
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. But uh, yeah, I yeah I I very much agree that she feels like a walking MacGuffin damsel in distress. A, um uh a MacGuffins, if you will is that right <laughs> i don't know i try my best but when it comes to that i i i do agree with that sort of fundamental sort of thing um but i would also like to bring up the uh kind of how i feel like this movie it very much doesn't want to waste your time and i was very much surprised with the inclusion of Wanda in this movie and sort of her being right out of the gate introduced as sort of the main villain of the movie. And I I knew we all knew that after Wanda, like that Wonder vision after credit scene, Mm -hmm. that she would be going down a darker path. But I would have thought that they would have had the team up first and then kind of, you know, do that sort of turnaround at the end, Mm -hmm. but no, she's just, straight up the bad guy. And I kind of really appreciate that on how like, it doesn't really waste our time with sort of that turn. But what are your guys' thoughts on Wanda sort of after, you know, the events of WandaVision and going into this movie?
0: I saw a lot of people talking about how it was a total 180 for the character of Wanda here. And why would she do this? But here's the thing. Wanda has never gotten a happy ending. Mm -hmm. Either someone Mm -hmm. has died or she's, or, or, or she's been left in the dust and now, like, even in WandaVision where she made her own happy ending and even that didn't work out for her, now she's trying again. However, now she's under the influence of the Darkhold, which is which is making her, like, sort of open up to the full extent of her abilities, and so she's now all the more dangerous. I think this is the, the perfect continuation of Wanda's storyline, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, not a lot will be able to change my mind. But Henrik, uh, your thoughts on this?
1: I think, personally, that in some ways this kind of this lesson to WandaVision in my, in my mind. Um, Cause I, I, I watched this and like, I, I, I mean, I agree that it does feel like, like the, the last episode of WandaVision is so positive about Wanda. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where like, I can totally see like one does go to this movie being like, she's the good guy. And then it just feels like suddenly like, Oh no, she's this horrible monster. And I feel like that's what, you know, the first seven, eight of seven episodes of WandaVision was setting up was kind of get that monster bit. Um, and I'm wondering if, like, with because they decided, decided that WandaVision was going to come first, they wanted that more kind of textbook ending, instead. Of, so, Wanda was, you know, the good guy at the end. Um, because I mean, I, I I mean, absolutely, like, I I fully believed um, Wanda, 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 not WandaVision. Wanda as the <laughs> bad guy. I fully believe Scarlet. <laughs> I fully believe Scarlet Witch as the bad guy. Elizabeth Olsen was fantastic in this movie. She was um,
2: so good. <laughs>
1: it's very rare that I am utterly blown away by a performance, and Elizabeth Olsen has made the shortlist because mm-hmm. um, she was ridiculous. Um, and so, like, I, I fully bought her as the villain throughout. I would have, I would have appreciated maybe like five minutes more, in either this movie or in Wandavision, fully establishing that darker path. Because because Wandavision does end so positively that it is a bit jarring just to go from one to the other. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, when it comes to uh or I I I would like to say uh very briefly uh, on sort of her character change, I I feel like reasoning it uh is mostly due to, like is, shown through uh, if if I were given like the choice to go and find whatever thing I sort of would have wanted, I think momentary character aggression. Um, helps in that sort of thought with Wanda's turn because if I were Wanda and i had suffer all this trauma all this loss and I was given the option to have everything I've ever would have wanted I feel like that's something that Wanda would do mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. she would you know be put into that sort of situation so I I frankly kind of accepted her from the start as sort of the villain character, but I totally agree that WandaVision leaves it off in more of like a it's like oh she's going to change to become a better person sort of thing. Um, but I would like to bring up sort of uh,
1: well actually, before before we leave Wanda, um, oh, just like okay. uh, my, my like yeah it's just I it's not so much that I, that I do not believe her as a bad guy I do not believe that because like because it absolutely because it's like absolutely She feel villainous throughout. Um, if I were like. This because this is kind of a similar problem I feel like Eternals had where you can make those rationalities in your head as to like why the character did this or why like this happened but uh, it doesn't but show it, it not right? it show up in the movie and I and I yeah. I am yeah. in the minority that that loves Eternals and because I make that kind of just mental leaps in my head to make that stuff work um, but it does it if it if it doesn't if it but it does ring hollower than it could have been um, and I personally would have loved like after Doctor Strange leaves Wanda at her like. Evil apple farm. Um, just like five minutes of like Wanda with a dark hold, maybe some like kind of some sort of just conversation or something with her, just like establishing that she's going down this darker path, um, more like just with her as opposed to like, you know, just because she, she's a bit of a force of nature until the end. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like we, we get that like, you know, her dream with her sons and then like kind of another just establishing a little bit. Um, and maybe this is in Sam Raimi's, you know two hour and 40 minute version um, just to kind of give us that just a little bit more um, uh, connection to evil Wanda. Cause I bought it. I yeah, just, the bridge I felt like was a bit shoddy.
2: I still think she is pretty much one of the best Marvel villains we've ever had. definitely. <laughs> also, I would say I prefer the orchard of doom, but you know, to each <laughs> their own. Um, yeah,
1: I feel like Elizabeth Olsen was playing the best Marvel villain, but the script was not necessarily making Scarlet Witch the best Marvel villain.
2: Is how I get, died. yeah, I, I can agree with that. I definitely loved, oh man. I love the I love this movie makes her definitely a threat. She's the way that oh, Sam yeah. Raimi sort of frames her as this this monster who will just go at nothing to go through. I love when uh, it was a uh when um oh, yeah. she performs her invasion, and there's there's a lot of great shots in this movie, like um when she. Uh, she does her like teleporting trick behind the sort of guy who's holding up the force field and mm-hmm. whispers into his ear. Oh man, there's, there's just so many really cool tricks that are done with the camera work yeah. that I definitely have to praise Sam Raimi for on that part. Mm-hmm. Um, also, do you guys think she's dead? No, 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 <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> are you serious? I mean, come on. She's going to get her own solo movie. Of course yeah, yeah. not.
1: I hope she does because at this point, Wanda is the character I'm most interested in in the MCU. Um, yeah, it would be a shame if we lost her.
2: I like. I didn't even think that when like when people saying that Wanda died at the end of this movie, I was thinking to myself, "Wait, what? No, no she didn't." What <laughs> do you when do? You did, know the movie happen?
0: series you're watching? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like when did that happen? And I I went to go watch it again, and I was like, "Oh, i I mean, I guess." But, no, she's
1: not. Of course she's not. Also, look at all the kills we've seen in this movie. Do you really think that Wanda's death was just going to be like a red explosion under some, like, mountain? Like, no, No. you're going to see a body. If it's with rain, you're going to see a body. Of course, yes.
0: And also, you know, just going by typical movie rules, if you don't see a body, body. like, for a major character, they're not dead. Like, there is the chance that they'll be brought back in the future.
2: Yeah. You see, the only reason why Maria Rambo or... Yeah, what, what Rambo's version of uh, um, Captain Marvel in this movie died is because we saw the hand flip, guys. We exactly. saw the hand flip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't see one, if you don't see a hand flip, then you know there's just it's not not confirmed. You know, all mm-hmm. characters are alive in that manner. Absolutely. Um, also, How
1: does a statue falling on someone kill like someone that like someone with the superpowers it's that a freaking like Captain Marvel?
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. I know like, I feel It's, like, it's, it's lamest the lamest
0: one.
2: It's the lamest one of the deaths in all, this movie.
1: All of the other kills were excellent. And one was just like, oh, a statue fell on there. Whoops. Yeah, it's it's definitely... It,
2: it, I feel like it staled a little bit more for me because it was the last one after all of these. It's like, yeah. really? That's how you're going to do Captain Marvel in? You're just going to drop a little right. bit of pebbles on her and then she'll be dead? It's like that? Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's how that works. How does but the also, Captain America
1: equivalent get a better death than Captain Marvel?
2: Exactly. Captain Carter i do have to say we didn't bring that up earlier it's fun to see her in from what if it's fun to see the live action version of her um uh some people have been saying it's the same thing with like um sinister strange is that these live action counterparts aren't the versions that are in what if um Um, we can definitely confirm uh that but also damn that that was pretty good because i feel like that's the like the most blood, the bloodiest death, even though we don't really even see it on screen, it's just the blood coming off of the shield. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. compared to something like, um, what was it John Walker that was probably just as bloody or not bloodier? I feel like it's just the shock of it all, just at really? one after the other. Like Black Bolt's death is really, really that shocking. was shocking, right? I, oh, boy, I. Nice. I I accidentally screamed in the theater <laughs> 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 because I wasn't expecting that. Um, it felt like something out of the boys, to be honest. It was yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah, right? gratuitous. And I, I mean, you know,
0: like, the boys would have had like, you know, like the blood in the brains, like come out of the back of the head. Right. 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 Oh,
2: but yeah. like having <laughs> just, the brain, just having his right. head sort of smush up against the ground like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, it's damn,
0: brutal. dude, dude, yeah.
2: um what do you what for you what was like what were your favorite parts of the the movie like on like a technical level where like like uh there's like the karma scene where wanda's going through the different mirror dimensions and stuff
0: that was great Uh, that was great I really um,
2: love the, the musical battle that Dr. Strange
0: oh, has. Oh, wow. That is what I'm, st- I'm, so I'm now cool. fully convinced it's one of the best fight scenes the MCU has ever done, purely because it is so creative and so innovative. And I truly believe that we need more fights like this. However, I feel like Dr. Strange is the hero, you know, is the hero, is the 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 movie series. To have these fights, these fights that are just so creative and so different, because the magic aspect allows that to happen.
1: Interesting. So, I feel like I had a different take of the musical battle than mm-hmm. both of you did, um, and part really? of it was because I watched it because you know I, I watched it the first time uh, yesterday afternoon, and so I I knew kind of just watching like spoiler free reviews was like kind of just a, there was some of them just mentioned this oh music battle that's you know be really right. creative I feel like I watched it and it was like okay in theory this is very creative i guess my for me it was like why why are they using music notes to fight you know like why it's is it cool.
2: It's it's cool, cool, exactly. cool
1: and i felt for, just for me like it felt like it part of it was just like the, the build-up to it was like oh this is like you know this is this would be very cool to see and I felt like it was like okay this is they're throwing musical notes at each other and they made the music sounds and they're hitting each other um and i just felt like like there was nothing that explained to me like why it had to be music you know um and i I mean part of it's like i came in expecting like oh they, they were going to be in some like other universe that was like only sound or something and so it's part of it like a lot of the problem is just my own like expectations of it um yeah,
2: yeah. i can agree that it's like if you're expecting like a wizard battle between dr strange and dr strange you would be expecting something like the end of a uh what was it um of uh, the Fe- Order of the Phoenix. Yes, from uh, with Dumbledore and Voldemort. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could totally expect some people thinking about that. But to be honest, I was just so thoroughly entertained watching Doctor Strange just, just throw music notes at a Doctor Strange <laughs> and then teleport into the zombie body of a Doctor Strange and ride on a cape of dead souls. And I'm just thinking to myself, damn, how do we get to this point in comic book movies that this... That this happens. (laughs) And I'm just so proud of the comic book movie to do this. I'm going to go take the comic book movies to go get an ice cream. Because I'm really proud of them. For doing (laughs) such unlandish unlandish crazy shit. I mean, isn't it crazy that the heroic shot of this movie is a zombie Doctor Strange floating above everyone with a horde of zombies as its cape? I mean, come on. What about that? Just doesn't scream. I... I am literally dying in my seat right now. And I need (laughs) resuscitation.
1: I mean, once again, same thing with the, like the, the, the race of the damned or whatever is like, okay, what I watch is like super cool. What's their deal. Right. Um, They,
0: they just throw a lot at you. And you know, when, when Dr. Strange looks at Christine and, and she goes, uh, so, so what don't get you? And he goes, the souls of the damned, like everyone should know what he's talking about. And like, (laughs) sure. It's a cool idea but maybe elaborate on it a little bit more. Maybe yeah, see right. where they're coming from, like why they want to get at him. Right. I mean, you, you can assume, but right, assuming right. may not be as good as them actually telling you.
1: It makes an it's, asset it's of you and it. me. Ah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. See, um, see. Yeah. And I felt like Sam Raimi came in and was like, okay, I want to do a music battle. I want to see zombie Dr. Stranger, the cloak of like scary demon things. I want this, I want this, I want this. And I felt like he, he put them in, and they, they, they functionally work and i just but i like i feel like if like with one more pass over with the script they could have been fully justified and fully made sense watching the movie uh, whereas i feel like when when my when i was watching it it was like these are really cool visuals and ideals they're not justified
2: i find it sort of like an interesting talking point uh, for like in a director's cut edition because i don't think marvel has ever really done anything such as that Um, and there has been there, I don't think there's been as many deleted scenes as things like no way home or Dr. Strange have ever done, but do you guys think that they'll ever do something like that? I feel like it's more of a DC thing to, to just re-release another movie again, but with just edited scenes. Has anybody here, uh, watched the DC Batman V Superman ultimate edition? It's much better. So much better. It's, it's better. But it's still Batman v Superman, so nice. it's still <laughs> still on a level of that. But I find it sort of, I, I, I would I would be interested to see what major changes would have made this movie better. And what, what would you guys, what would have been more expanded on? Because I, I guess Do- Evil Doctor Strange was definitely something that I would have liked to see more of, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to introduce something like Sinister Strange, I guess his name is. I would expect a little bit more because That's really he's kind of just—I guess he's just trailer bait. To be honest, there yeah. there isn't too much done with him other than giving Doctor Strange another dark hole to use.
1: I—I I mean, there there is more to him than that. There is this idea there like is. throughout yeah. the the because the, the, the themes of the movies is like, are you happy? And then both—I mean, Wanda is definitely like looking at other universes trying to find a thing that makes him happy. And these like and this alternate Doctor Strange is his whole stick is that he. Uh, looked at alternate universes and tried to find the thing that made him happy, but he was happy nowhere. Um, and so, the, the thematically, he presents like you know he presents Strangers to the idea that like there is not the the thing that makes someone happy. Um, mm-hmm. There's not the you know there's not the universe with the thing. Like you just gotta you just gotta be happy. Um, and so, like thematically, I would have asked to love more time with it. Also, the idea of a Doctor Strange that goes around assassinating other Doctor Stranges is such a fucking cool idea. The fact that doesn't actually it assassinate any other Doctor Stranges It's such a missed out. Like I would have, like I would have loved just watched the movie of just. I mean, I love like this movie was a lot of fun. I also want to see the movie where Doctor Strange fights the Doctor Strange that's assassinating of a Doctor Strange is because they can't have Christine. Like I feel like that's also, like It's like a very um, like,
0: like Rick the, and Morty type I thing. was just about to say yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i it, um, it just goes into another topic of more multiversal sort of like ideas being implemented into this movie. Which yeah, you could also say is like this movie is already overstuffed as, as it is. But to be honest, I I would I definitely agree with that. I would definitely would have liked more involvement of other Doctor Stranges in this movie because he's pretty much the only Doctor Strange other Doctor Strange that he interacts with uh, because there are two other versions but one is already dead and the other one dies within the first 5 minutes. So I could definitely see that point of I would like more multiversal shenanigans on that level of including other Doctor Stranges. But speaking of Doctor Strange as a thing, I would like to bring up what are your guys' thoughts on Mordo in this movie?
0: Mm. Oh. A little underused. I think Chuadel Ejiofor is far too talented to be relegated to the uh you know like the multiversal uh you know variant who you know, doesn't continue our Mordo story. You know, there, there's the throwaway line where Strange says, you know, he he, uh, he and I, you know, used to be friends, and then years ago, he, and, and, and then he left, and he tried to kill me. I want to see that story. I want to yeah, see I wanna Right. I want to see the continuation of their relationship from the first Doctor Strange, because that was really interesting to me. Hopefully, yeah. they'll cover that in, in number three, but honestly, with the multiverse, and the, you know, seemingly lack of stakes now, who knows?
1: Right. Really? And it felt like, it felt like um, that you know they had to make this multiverse movie with Wanda as the bad guy, so there's no place for Mordo, and so they're like, "Well, he is part of this Doctor Strange franchise, so we've got to we got to keep we've got to put him in there just to you know keep keep him a part of it, so that people don't forget him." And it was just like, "Okay."
2: It, it kind of feels like the sort of thing where this this has been uh, the longest gap between sequels for a Marvel movie ever, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep.
0: Oh yeah, Six and. Years.
2: Yeah, and it's sort of a thing that I think about because, I'm I, this movie I, along with other sequel movies of other characters like Black Panther and other more recent additions to the Marvel universe before Infinity War, I feel like have gone through some major changes. Not just because of you know you know the recent loss of Chadwick Boseman or other sort of things in the introduction of the multiverse as a concept within the MCU in itself. Has really changed on how movies have uh, within the MCU are done, and I feel like I would have really liked to have seen Mordo doing his thing. And also, there might be because of with the post credit scene of this movie introducing you know the dark dimension again and you know a return to things set up within the first Doctor Strange movie with Thor mamu and I'm still kind of like me knowing sort of Dormammu's relationship and kind of being the arch nemesis to Strange, I feel like he's just, like Dormammu is sort of like a figure within the MCU's future. It's just kind of like, it's kind of like an afterthought considering all the other characters that they want to bring in from, Mm -hmm. you know, Kang to maybe even a Galactus later on as another threat there. I feel like, a lot of the things that would have been done early on in Dr. Strange's sort of movie franchise. It doesn't have all too much staying sort of possibilities within the new MCU landscape, which is sad to say, I, I, that's not to say that Mordo won't show up in the future or any other sort of plot line set up by the first Dr. Strange movie. I just don't think Marvel wants to focus on that too much. Um, but, I mean, I know that we, I feel like Mordo is going to show up again. I just don't think it'll be within the same sort of precedent that was set up by the first movie. And that just goes for a lot of other sort of um, more recent MCU outings of past characters. I mean, I feel like it's a more of a redefining sort of period. I mean, you, you do have things like, um, I mean, what other, I, I'm trying to think of other loose ends from pr- like, pre-infinity war was that
1: the leader the
2: leader. <laughs> that's a deep cut reference right there hey but they are bringing back blocks they are bringing back blonsky you know the abomination within mm-hmm. shang chi so that's definitely something that might happen but definitely not by the same character but hey um we've like a lot of marvel fans dreams have already been answered with things like bringing back the mandarin in the form of wen Wu or like you know other sort of dead plot lines from the NCU's history are kind of coming back and, you know, being explained. So I don't know if like Dr. Strange is more of a new one. So I feel like the dark dimension will be covered within his third movie, but you have, I feel like there's a lot more going on now within the MCU that I think Marvel wants to focus on in comparison to that. Um, you know, we've gone this far without without saying too much about um good old Professor Xavier, which it would um <laughs> would you would you guys like to say a few things on that?
0: It's always nice to know. see Patrick Stewart. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> and uh,
0: I I do appreciate the commitment to the uh you know, uh, the comics look, uh, the the animated series look, uh, th- uh, the chair and the uh, when he's the, doing the his cue, te- te- when he's doing his telepathic oh. thing, we get the ripples in the air. It all like it's all very good at stirring up the nostalgia and it very you know, much is. evoking those feelings. Um, also, I feel like his death, uh, his death was one of the times that I jumped uh, in the original yeah. uh, the first time I, I saw it um it's 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 genuinely scary um genuinely scary and genuinely yeah.
2: sad because seeing patrick stewart die on screen again is something it's just i i don't think i could take it it's just like he's <laughs> like my grandpa man <laughs>
0: <laughs> and after uh, yeah and after logan you know it's uh it's just how, like how many times can we bring back patrick stewart only to kill him off again i'll say right, more exactly yeah 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 let's um let's have him in the x, in, in the mcu x-men as the original professor x have him get killed again and then bring in a new professor x and I then they're to gonna bring
1: a feature length compilation of patrick stewart getting killed like i want like Dormammu come to bargain but feature length and patrick stewart
2: <laughs> yes and we put like um we put silly music over it so you get the haha funnies
1: yeah the uh the uh, uh the
0: curb Your enthusiasm um, exactly thing. yeah
2: um they're total uh wouldn't it be some shit if they brought back the x-men series and then kill him off in that too because well mm-hmm. he's he's kind of technically dead if anybody can remember that series um but yeah the, it, also to this state it again they do the classic x-men theme in this movie and i 100 percent just shatter my seat i mm-hmm. i was so ecstatic i was being such a fanboy that That was a great little callback. I appreciate the little details that they do in this movie. uh what are you guys thinking about like the score for this movie other than like the movie with you know obviously the music fight scene but mm-hmm. do you guys have any sort of thoughts about musically is this movie interesting
0: um I love Danny Elfman uh i feel like one of the points that my guest on the on, on my original doctor strange episode made that i really um appreciated was that you know we, we've gotten to a point where a lot of these um really famous composers are like borrowing from themselves at this point. I was listening to the (laughs) doctor strange soundtrack the other day, and this is a, like, this is a pretty deep cut reference, but just because I I love the soundtrack, I was detecting a lot of hints of the Charlie and the chocolate factory, uh, theme from Tim Burton's 2005 film in this doctor strange soundtrack, which is really weird and really bizarre, but also, I did appreciate how Elfman sort of used some of Michael Giacchino's cues from the original Doctor Strange film and sort of brought his own uh, style to it. Like, I love the electric guitar bits; those are awesome. Um, so, so, so yeah. Generally, it's uh, it is it is pretty great. You know, I, I'm always down for a Danny Elfman score, just like I'm always down for a Hans Zimmer score or an Alexander De score. Um, Danny yeah, Elfman. yeah. So, I, I I did enjoy it.
2: Danny Elfman already won me over in my childhood with Spider-Man. So Mm, mm -hmm. with this one, I definitely say it's something I feel like a lot of MCU scores can kind of go under the radar aside from like the main themes for the titles. Right. Um, But I feel like musically this, this film has a lot of, a lot of charm and a lot of things that to like about it. Um, uh, Let's see. We uh, have, we talked all too much on, uh, well, let, let's talk about um, Christine's involvement in this movie mm-hmm. uh, and her relationships to Strange. Um, I personally, I really like what they did here. Um, it's not my favorite sort of thing in some parts, but I really like the ending to it. I really like the, the acknowledgement that Strange has with himself, his own fears of, you know, having this burden to take care of and if he's good enough and will he be happy in the end of it all? And can he even make himself happy? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's, it's a very, I I like how it isn't resolved in sort of like them getting back together in this sort of thing with this um, Christine from another dimension. So I, I, I just like how it could just be two people there for each other in that moment. I really appreciated that. What about your guys's and your own thoughts? What are your critiques of it?
0: Hennick.
1: I think this made um, uh, Rachel McAdams because I never remember character name and and uh, Doctor Strange's romance one of the more interesting ones in the MCU, um, especially in terms of especially in terms of movies. Just because I feel like, generally speaking, this this movie gave a character their relationship that I feel like MCU movies just don't generally speaking do. Besides maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and yeah, I I all good, two thumbs up
0: yeah I am um, the last scene was what redeemed this storyline for me. I am not I was not a huge fan of um the use of Christine in this movie just because I feel like she's more of a plot object than she is an actual character and mm-hmm. and and she is um someone for strange to sort of uh sort of just bounce his his, his character growth off of, which granted, was her sort was sort of her purpose in the original film, too. however, I know it, it makes me a little sad because Rachel McAdams said, I, like, I'm like i not going to keep coming back to these movies if they're just using me as like the token love interest. And mm-hmm. I don't think this movie really did her many favors in that regard. However, Natalie Portman said the same thing, and look where she is now, going to be Mighty Thor uh, in, right. uh, in July. So I, I do have a feeling that Christine will get her due, but we don't really spend much time with our Christine in this movie. Yeah. It's really just... Uh, the Earth, alternate christine yeah 838 christine who i think the movie just assumes that if if we pick things up with her we can just resume christine's arc but with you know with a new character that is not the original christine so i right. like those are my issues with it overall i think that um there there is a way to salvage um you know this this uh, christine's storyline but i think that is up to the third doctor strange however you know this one this one uh multiverse of madness outgrossed the first one in 11 days of course there's going to be a third one uh it's just a matter of when and what will they do with these characters
2: i remember when i was in high school i was thinking about like that that's how that's how long ago the first doctor strange movie was that i was like in Freshman or sophomore year of high school. I I was in middle school. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's so crazy to think about. But I remember rumors when they were talking about it for the first time that they were going to go for like a horror-esque kind of movie and like Nightmare was going to be the main villain or something like that. And yeah, it's just kind of crazy to see how much things change over the course of a few years within the MCU. It's kind of crazy how that sort of happens. Um, I would like to say... Um, more on the matter of uh, where we leave off, of things. Oh, uh, I would like to bring up um, is uh, the kind of weird detail that um, even if it matters at this point, that um, Doctor Strange is no longer the Sorcerer Supreme and Wong. What are you guys' thoughts on the? I don't think he was ever Wong? the
0: Sorcerer Supreme, was he?
2: He was, was in the, the first movie. He was. Because was he? A... No, no, no. Yeah. In Spider-Man, in Spider-Man No Way Home, they make reference Wong makes reference to the fact that he is now um Sorcerer Supreme. And Doctor Strange is no longer Sorcerer
0: Supreme. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because I knew I, I knew that Wong was Sorcerer Supreme. And um I guess the reference to Doctor Strange blipping for, for five years was you know, was Wong. Right.
1: Um, Which is a bit of a plot hole because I think in Endgame it says that Wong was also blipped, but yeah, who cares? Um, I guess
2: so maybe.
1: Yeah. Um no, but I I, I I like it. I mean, I feel like this, like the the retcon of making not sorcerer 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 supreme, works, um, just because like I feel like it it does get into that you know the the, the Skyrim side quest narrative where you just become the leader of an organization because you're really good at it and you've been a part of it for a couple of months and you beat the bad guy, um, and I feel like Doctor Strange is more interesting as this powerful wizard but not the one in charge and having this kind of this person that he has to defer to and just that, that contentious relationship between Wong and, and uh, uh, Doctor Strange works better for me when Doctor Strange is not in charge um, like he was in Infinity War. Um, I think yeah. it works
2: for me too on the level of it makes Wong more interesting as a, as like a character that oh, yeah. he is running the show mm-hmm. and it, I feel like it helps in humbling Strange as well that he's no longer the Strange Supreme, he is no longer the one in charge, and then I feel like that kind of helps the sort of plot that they're trying to tell here. That and that he, you know, accepts Wong um, to you know handle the things that he would have handled before. Um, I feel like that all of it just kind of helps the sort of story that they're trying to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to bring up a little, a little bit comic book side note here from. Uh, the local comic book guy here. Um, the uh, the the mention that the MCU is designated six one six, and oh, yeah. I feel like so in the comic books, um, the main continuity comic book sort of timeline is designated six one six. But yeah. um, uh, when it comes to I don't I can't remember what the MCU because the MCU has its own designation. So to explain a little bit uh, for people who don't know, um, whenever a new um, sort of Spider-Man or Dr. Strange or Thor sort of property, like if something happens within its own universe or like a show pops up or sort of a comic book spinoff that is given its own universe. So like whenever you see like a Spider-Man show, Basically, Marvel gives it like a serial number to show like, oh, this is Earth, yada, yada, yada. So mm-hmm. I always, and I thought it would have been kind of funny. Um, I just think it's kind of funny that they they they're doing the simple thing of just calling the MCU 616. But the MCU right. does have its own Earth number that isn't that. But I, I feel like that would have been that would have been some shit if they if they had done that. And I, I would be like, whoa, they did their homework. But um, right. I just thought it was a fun little detail.
1: What I find funny is that Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio yep. correctly guessed yes, exactly. what multiverse, <laughs> yeah. what universe it was going to exactly.
2: be. <laughs> exactly, I was thinking that exact same thing. <laughs> oh man! You see, you see, this is you see. Actually, Jake Gyllenhaal is actually the Sorcerer Supreme, not Mysterio, not Quentin Beck. No, just Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal is the Sorcerer Mario. Supreme. Yeah. Um, like, that would be a
1: bad idea. I don't want to <laughs> I
2: <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal in Universe is there's like a Jake Gyllenhaal in the MCU, uh, like with
1: Mysterio. As Quentin, Quentin Beck. Beck
0: is like all like always compared to him, and it was terrible for his self esteem.
1: Exactly. I think just generally, speaking, actors should not be put in charge of anything, and I include myself myself in that statement. Uh, <laughs> bad idea (laughs) i think
2: it would be um it's sort of the same thing where you think about um steve uh steve rogers list of things that he needs to watch and star wars is on that sort of thing and you think about man star wars must have blown his mind with mace windu in that series yeah (laughs) it's it's like when you when you bring pop culture in these sort of movies it kind of like breaks everything (laughs) because the actors who are in these movies are also in everything else so I feel like it's better just to keep pop culture away from these sort of things. It's like, hey, maybe um there's another guy named Samuel L. Jackson who looks doesn't look like Nick Fury or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, not the and uh, True sure look exactly the same. It's not that big leap to be like, Oh yeah, Nick Fury looks the same thing as same Like that. yeah. People look the same all the time. I'm not that <laughs> Sure, doesn't, sure. Yeah too much. Um
2: is there anything else that we didn't talk about? We talked a lot about. There's there's just a, fu- a lot of fun comic book references, like uh, the Tentacle Monster. Even though it's not the character from uh, Marvel vs. Capcom three, a lot of nostalgia there with that. I think it, its name is Charmagorath or something like that. I don't know. I don't know oh, my yeah. Doctor Strange as much as other things, but it's just a lot of cool visuals, a lot of cool monsters in this movie that I like seeing.
1: I wish there were more monsters. We had the two at the beginning, yeah. and we but we never saw Wanda actually summon a monster. Um, I would have liked to be like this. Thing. Thing.
0: Yeah, but I, I,
1: it does feel a little bit like it feel, It makes it feel like the beginning is detached because it, it does feel like this whole separate threat than what we get later. Um, and it just I wish that there like yeah because we we've got those like weird troll things, but those weren't summoned by Wanda. and it, and also like they were barely a fight. Um, <laughs> Barely just, just some more, some more monster fun would have been would have been appreciated.
2: Do you think that fall would have killed those guys? I feel like it wouldn't, since I feel like it oh, wouldn't. They, and I and I my headcanon is just I, my headcan is right. just they're kind of hanging out at the bottom of that area there because they can't fly or anything, so they're just yeah, they're kind of
1: just a solo movie coming up. Oh yeah, they'll
2: they're, have their Disney Plus series up.
1: too. Yeah. <laughs> the halls um, of a spooky building.
2: Uh, the trolls of of well, they were kind of thick, so you could call them a thick booty trolls if you if you so
1: choose. Trolls three.
2: Trolls three. Ah, see, we tie it in. We got another universe to tie in here, fellas. <laughs> um, I was gonna bring up one more thing. What was it? I believe it was going to be about uh oh that green cow guy that people kept on making speculation videos about the
0: Minotaur. The Minotaur. Uh, uh, yeah, the Minotaur. Is, uh, his name is that uh, Rintra. They they made such a big deal about him in, in, in like in the marketing and the uh yeah. and the merchandising, which I think is so funny because he's he's in the movie for maybe 30 seconds in total, and the actor There's gets a line. gets a screen credit at the end.
1: That's yeah. what like, that, the screen credit That credits must have been a deleted scene. Digital. Cause you don't get screen credits for like Patrick Stewart or John Krasinski or like any of you know the big actors that are or um Haley Atwell or whatever. Like but you get you get screen you get big screen credits for the 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 one sorcerer that sacrifices themselves for the book and the minotaur that has a single line because if you um, really think
0: about it there aren't. Really, that many characters here, like, oh, no. like, like you know, like major characters, aside from you know, the Illuminati are in there, and you know, like, they're like the big appearances, right? But then there's Doctor right. Strange, there's Christine, there's Wanda, there's Wong, yeah. and that's really it.
1: Right? Ooh, wedding <laughs> right. guy got his own, like, yeah, 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 yeah. wedding guy. <laughs> some random
0: guy. I'm surprised they didn't, didn't credit uh, Christine's husband who 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 says cool exactly. when he's on the balcony, <laughs>
2: yeah. Um. I'm also so surprised the
1: <laughs>
2: it's the same sort of thing with like, um, early on, uh, what was a cat dying guy. Remember that guy? wasn't he like in the first doctor strange movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, 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 uh Nicodermis, Nicodermis West.
2: Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, that's pretty much the extent of like mentioning the original doctor strange movie. It's right. kind of like going from the leap of Thor, the dark world and going into Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. How, how like, we're, we we've gone through a complete overhaul and what kind of franchise yeah. these movies are. Um, it, what's an interesting sort of thing, because I, I did, I did a little bit of looking up of our Mr. Minotaur. Um, <laughs> and one of his more interesting sort of things that people kept on bringing up was that, um, is that he's like a magical fixer. And like in this movie, strange gets a hole blasted through his cape. And then it gets, Fixed later. <laughs> I was about to say magically fixed, but no it doesn't get magically fixed. <laughs> right. It gets off screen fixed. Do you remember do you remember if that cape ever got fixed in front of us?
0: Uh, no. It, no. Uh, it's uh, just, Christine, Christine gave yeah, Cr- like, no! gave it gave it back to him and was like, We fixed it and then Dr. Strange was like, okay. great. <laughs>
2: because I feel like that's like some sort of deleted scene or something. Uh, because that felt like
1: it was setting up some like I felt like when I was watching because I don't know the comics at all. I thought like it was setting up some more comic accurate costume. It was like, oh, this is going to be like Doctor Strange's actual cloak because it's going to be fixed, and then he just kind of blew back. Yeah. Um, I th-
2: well, like I thought that that's how that um Minotaur character would have fit in because I'm pretty sure that like in a moment exactly like that happens where he fixes cape, but it, I guess it's in the 40 minutes that got caught from this movie. Right. Um.
1: Well, the, Minot- uh, so, the Minotaur. that Minotaur was so dead right. by the time. That, the
0: I uh, no, he. No, he's he, a, he's alive at the end yeah, of the movie. Yeah, 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 he's I
1: alive.
0: I have a feeling so they can maybe bring him back later, because <laughs> he's a he's a, probably I... a, a more major character. Same with uh, same with Doctor West. He uh, I believe becomes a villain a, a, at some point in the comics, oh, yeah. which oh, I I, I genuinely believe is the only reason that they're keeping him around. The only reason he so. has a brief cameo in this movie. Um, uh, does,
2: yeah. does he become like Catman or something?
0: I have no idea. I didn't go that far. Um, does he
2: become king of the Flurkin? <laughs>
0: Um, um, anyway, uh, anything else you guys want to mention before we wrap up today?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, just like I mean, I think I alluded this. To the, like, there, were, I feel like there were moments of absolute brilliance, and because like, so full disclosure, I've seen exactly one other same Raimi movie other than this, which is Spider Man Two Thousand Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm not coming. Into, I was not coming into this as a big comic book fan or as a big Raimi fan, and I, I enjoyed it. And there were moments of of just of brilliance, like all of the Wanda stuff. I almost, I can feel like she kind of, she meandered a bit um, every time she was on, in our universe. It was like, okay, she's just kind of going around doing a thing. But Elizabeth Olsen was fantastic. Her her story was fantastic. Um, just the fact that like, one of the first things we see Doctor Strange do is tie his tie with like magic. And then one of the last things we see him do is fix his watch with his hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, was just like, <laughs> there's so much of it. like was like, this is, this is brilliant. Just like storytelling, just these like two images. And then there were bits that just felt like, just needed the time time to cook. Um, needed to be thought out just a bit longer. Like the music bad. Like why is why is this happening the way it's happening? Um, or the the, the, the the spirits of the damned. Um, or even just the 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 cameos felt like they could have been sharpened a bit better to actually fit the story and add something to the themes. Or just the way that. Um, uh, America and Doctor Strange happened to step on a button that shows the important backstory to their characters. Um, or they're just like some, just some shortcuts that were taken, um, and one more pass over the script could have could have left us with a really really great uh, movie, and we ended up with that. Oh. right. It did a good job. It did the job yeah. good.
0: And Sky, any uh, closing thoughts?
1: Uh, I
2: would like to say that this is definitely a movie that. If you like crazy comic book shenanigans, you're definitely going to have a fun time watching this. Um, I also completely agree with Henrik that there just needs to be a little bit more ironing out from the characters that it does feature. I would like a little bit more time in the oven for maybe a little bit more time for Wanda, maybe a little bit more of an expo- like exploration of things like Sinister Strange or the Illuminati. I would have liked a little bit more time to just get to know or... I mean, I guess not get to know the Illuminati because you know how that ends up, but a little bit more time to explore some aspects of um, the characters that are introduced with this. So I would definitely say um, more more exploration, and it, it it definitely doesn't need more cameos or characters or places to go specifically. I feel like just more exploring what it already has. But what it is, it's pretty, pretty good, pretty fun. Definitely uh, the after credit scene or the after credit credit scene is the, f- depending on your sense of humor is the funniest
1: after credit scene of all time. Bruce Campbell is no, a no, national no,
0: treasure. No. Changed my mind.
1: He he America, is, Captain America after credit scene. The, the patience one is still better. It's in my good. Mind.
2: It's good. But this, this scene <laughs> made me laugh so much and I'm going to leave it up to those who haven't seen it to use their imagination and go see the movie for yourself. It's definitely it's something really you need really. to watch in theaters. It's definitely something that needs to be experienced. It's one of the Marvel movies that has some of the most personality and style in more recent mm-hmm. years. I definitely yes. recommend. Absolutely. Where
1: was Vision? I feel like we needed to see Vision at least once. I you honestly think that would have added a
0: little bit too much to the it story. As much as too much too I love much. Vision, I love Paul Bettany. We're going to see him again at some point. We're going to well, see him. Absolutely. We're going to see him. I, thought, like, I, I completely feel agree with
1: absent. that in a way that like it, I mean, it felt like you know watching like any of the phase two like individual movies where it's like you watch it's like yes this movie's about Captain America but why isn't Iron Man showing up to help with this and that's how I felt like why isn't why doesn't when she goes to this alternate universe where she has children why don't we see Paul Bettany he, he,
0: he, um, here's the thing in that alternate universe the Ultron program worked so Vision never existed
1: oh, oh yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. That's such a cool detail. I, I didn't know, even right? think about that. Yeah, That's so but, uh. but who
0: who knows where Wanda's children actually came from?
2: <laughs> is <laughs> right.
0: is just the right. Virgin
1: Mary? Is what? What's the deal with that? She is. Is the
2: Maybe she is. Okay, Henrik, let her have an orchard of hell in peace, and let her just be—I don't know—whatever she wants to be. Don't question <laughs> it, man. I Know
1: who the father is.
2: Don't question <laughs> it, man.
0: Tony Stark, um, the you are the father. It's
2: the, <laughs> it's the Minotaur guy. It's the Minotaur
0: yeah, guy. Yeah. That's that's what his point of the movie was. That's
1: that was why he was in the movie was yeah, to, to have those children.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Um, anyway, I, uh yeah, I want to thank you guys very, very much for joining me. This is a great debut. I'll Ooh. I'll I'll definitely have to have you guys on again. Um, please, this is, I would this love to Just come a back wonderful on. discussion. Is there anything you guys would like to plug on the way out?
1: Um Go read comic
0: books. Hell yeah! <laughs>
1: uh, oh boy, uh, check out uh, Derek and Ryan on Maroon TV. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, an episode, the episode that I wrote should be coming out. I think. I mean, I don't know when this is. Com- then when this episode is coming out?
0: This episode uh, will be out thought, next Tuesday, the twenty fourth. Okay,
1: 24th. so then last week, hypothetically, my episode will come out. So check it out. <laughs> awesome! <done>. Awesome. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, Sky something else
2: uh i guess i would just like to say um i'll be doing more work on youtube in general nothing Mm -hmm. on right now but uh look out for me coming back on for more episodes like this i definitely feel like this fits my (laughs) mold so uh if you want to hear my opinions just go be on the lookout uh uh for rowan's work i'll be popping up here and there (laughs) absolutely
0: uh and please keep going to the lenientcritic.com. i put all of my reviews and all my stuff up there uh it's uh, a lot of fun i have a lot of fun writing and hopefully you'll have a lot of fun reading uh please you know give the podcast five stars yada 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 it helps i know you hear it every day uh thank you all again for listening and i will be back next week with a brand new episode